This is Grit for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. We have an interesting episode planned for you guys today. Today we are talking about comparison. So um, get ready, guys. Here we go. Hey everybody, Amanda here. And Kara. Welcome back to Grip for Glory. We're excited that you're here with us today. And we have an episode about comparison today. Yes. And I'm excited because, well, I admitted the last episode, I'm a judgy McJudgerson. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit of a comparey comparisoner too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're closely related. They are very closely related, which is why we decided to kind of do them back to back. But sometimes I think you can compare without realizing. Kind oh, of like for sure. Yeah. Realizing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always, judging doesn't always go hand in hand with comparison. No. Um, when I was thinking about it, um, I realized that there's kind of two ways you can compare. You can look at somebody and and feel as you're ab- above somebody. You mm-hmm. like you compare to put right. them down to lift yourself up. Yes. Or you can compare and you end up feeling shameful like you don't measure up to yes. people around you. So that's kind of what I think when I think of comparison is those two standards for me. Is that how it is? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I thought the same thing. Um it can go both ways, for sure. And and basically, you know, what in comparison, what we're doing is we're measuring ourselves. We're measuring ourselves and our lives and comparing them and stacking them up against the lives of others, right? So we're measuring our lives and we're measuring their lives. Yes. In the same, in this, in that process of comparison. Yes. Totally. Okay. So, comparison. I, I'm, I wrote in my notes, comparison is a trap. Like, I feel like it's a place that you can get into. And I feel like this is so important in our culture and our world today to speak on because it is so social media driven. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Not just like influencers, which is something I'm going to talk about, but also just, I mean, everybody, like, it's the highlight reel. You're posting your best, prettiest selfies and your home and your kids and all their awards and all their things. And it's all right there in your face immediately. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally like, guilty of like doing something and posting right right away so it it opens the door to looking at somebody else's life and comparing mm-hmm. and kind of judging like ugh, I would never let my kids like all right eat yeah lays potato chips for breakfast which I did during quarantine and I totally posted and owned it because <laughs> I'm that kind of social media person um or you know the other way is looking at you know the outside, the shiny, the pretty house, the stuff, and yeah. feeling like you don't measure up. For sure. I have a story um, in a women's group. Uh, it's been a while, but a friend was talking about how she follows this influencer on, I don't know, I think it was Instagram. And she's like, she's so sweet and she's Christian, but like she's building this $1.8 million home. And, and it's like, nearby to us oh wow it's not even like in hollywood or it's far away it's it's somebody close in proximity which i think is another kind of knife in the gut because usually that kind of stuff doesn't happen where we live right 
And anyway, she's like, I, I follow her and she's super sweet. She never says anything that is bad, but she makes me feel bad about mm, myself. Mm-hmm. And I told her, you go immediately and you unfollow her. Yeah. It's not that she is doing it on purpose. No. But if it makes you feel bad, like, you're going to have to get in a better place, a better headspace before mm. you can follow somebody right. like that. Right. And I've, I've, I've had to totally, totally For sure. do the same yeah. thing. Like, look at people and... I am envying their life. Uh-huh. I am comparing myself to yes. they're here and I'm back here. And I I don't have time for that. Right. It makes you discontent with your own life. Mm. Like yes. what you have is not enough yes. or not measuring up or um, failing in some way. Yes. I, I feel like that's especially true um, for motherhood, for mothers. Oh, yes. Like personally, that's probably the area that I struggle with most currently in the season that I am as far as comparison goes is I look at those excellent moms who who feed their kids rounded nutritious meals and <laughs> does all these <laughs> does all these amazing creative activities with them where they work on their letters and their numbers and and they go out and they do all the things and I'm like my kid watched cartoons for three hours this morning and then we ate mac and cheese for lunch and uh maybe barbecue chips for a snack and i mean i'm being serious here. that's what my son eats but <laughs> hey when but, i put something like chicken nuggets chips and a fruit on the plate like i feel proud of myself right because like, we, we got some of there's everything. a nutritious <laughs> element in there you're like look at that mom win yeah. i'm winning today and i i mean it used to be a lot worse, but I've gotten to the point where my mom's style is my mom's style. Mm, and yes. I'm like a, a smidge of the Pinterest mom, but I'm also a smidge of the like really tired, I don't care mom. So I'm kind of, <laughs> it's like a tug of war between right. the two. Which, which one's going to get out on which given day? Because I do like arts and crafts and I do like school and learning and trying to do those things with my kids. But also there are some days that we sit in our pajamas till five o'clock when dad comes home. Mm, and mm-hmm. then we change out our clothes real quick so he won't think oh. that we stay home. You do that, we just stay in our pajamas. We Uh, don't get out of them all day. (laughs) I'm new to the stay-at-home mom game, so I'm trying to make him think that, like, I'm doing stuff constantly. (laughs) But eventually it's going to wear off and my secret's out. So, anyways, but you you hit the nail on the head with the discontentment thing. That was something when I was kind of getting ready for this episode was that's what kept coming, I kept coming back to. Like, it, it, it's... It makes such an ugly place in your heart when you're comparing. Whether you're lifting yourself up or you're tearing yourself down. And honestly, on any given day, I don't think any of us are guilty of one or the other. I think we're guilty of both. Mm -hmm. And I mean, comparison, it's a killer. It's going to kill your joy. It's going to zap everything from your world and looking at the good and the blessings mm. and the things that God has given you yeah. and looking at somebody else and envying and wanting what they have instead. Right. For sure. And I think also, you know, we've talked about how it can lead you into discontent. But I believe also that it, it you know, you've already talked about envy. So when we compare ourselves, you know, it can sow seeds of jealousy, seeds of envy. And then it can also sow seeds of pride mm. when we are... Um, evaluating ourselves as higher oh, yeah. or doing better than another person. like, 
and for sure, we've all been there. And I'll, I'm, it's one of those places, like, I don't think we intentionally mean to be prideful or judgmental in comparing ourselves, but it's something we do. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just the human condition where we're uh, more just, we just compare ourselves. We just look at others and we look at ourselves and we like to, uh, to judge ourselves as better. In, in some sort. Like, we're doing good. We want to feel good about ourselves, we right? We like to see how we measure up. You're like, here, let me give myself a pat on the back. Go me. I feel you like know? it comes from when we're kids, you know? Like, oh, yeah. When we were younger, like, they put all the grades up, you know? Uh-huh. It was very, like, out for everyone to see, which is probably why they changed it to the, like, nobody can see, so you can't compare, or everybody gets a trophy kind of thing. Uh-huh. Because probably, I mean, it has its downfalls. But you said pride and. Guys, the more you get into it, the more you realize, like, pride creeps up in pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why he says it's so horrible, because mm-hmm. it it really, truly is awful. And the more you uncover about yourself, the more you realize, like, wow, I really struggle with it. Yeah. I really struggle with it, honestly. Well, and here's the thing about comparison. Like, no matter how you look at it, whether you are seeing others as better than yourself or seeing yourself as better than others, regardless of how you look at it, you're putting people on the pedestal, Right. Like, they are the standard, or we are the standard. Either way, we're raising people up above God. You know, when God is really the standard, because none of us can measure up in His presence. Like, He alone is the true measure of goodness and fullness. So when we are putting our comparison on others, we're not giving God the credit He deserves. We're putting it to them. Oh, yeah. We're we're raising them up and giving them a higher measure, or ourselves. Mm -hmm. Whether it's them or ourselves. Like, either way, when we're comparison... We're putting people on the pedestal. A good quote that I found that I just want to share is from Theodore Roosevelt. And I don't know when he said this, but he shared that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. Have you heard that one before? No, but I mean, I, I, when I wrote mine, I knew that I had heard it somewhere, but that's what. Right. You know. Well, and I was, go- oh, sorry. I was Googling comparison. Let's just be honest here, okay? I'm trying to come up with content. Um, when I was Googling, <laughs> not come up, sorry. We Google some and we let God do yes, some. And sorry. We, we have a happy mixture I promise here. we put real work in this, guys. It's not just Google. I promise. Uh, but when I was looking up comparison, that was one of the first things to come up. And I was like, ooh, that is really good, though. Because it does steal your joy. Because one, like we've already said, it makes us... Um, discontent yes. makes us feel like what well, what we have is not enough mm-hmm. or not measuring up, or two, um, it makes us it puts us to gets us in a really prideful, yes. feeling too little, too big for our britches yeah. kind of way. So I feel like this is a good segue to where I want to go into scripture with it. Unless you have, nope. okay, keep moving so on. I. I struggled with, like, where exactly, and Kara's like, I found all these stories about, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm a sinner, it's okay. <laughs> no, but this story I found, and I was like, oh, my goodness, which I absolutely positively love that when you've read something, and then, like, you reread it, and you're like, oh, brand new. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to the beginning. We're going to go to Cain and Abel, okay? So, if you don't know Cain and Abel, they're brothers, and Abel is... A shepherd, and Cain is a landman, so he works, he gets, he... It's like a farmer? farmer. (laughs) Okay, so this is going real well. Um, So they prepare an offering, and they bring it to the Lord, and the Lord looks at Abel, and he's like, that is awesome. And he looks at Cain, and he's like, meh, try better next time. 
that's totally in the Bible. Check it out. Paraphrase. She's paraphrasing here. I'm in Genesis 4, by the way, but I'm going to read you. Um, So in verse 5, it says that he did not have regard for Cain and his offering. Cain was furious and he looked despondent. Verse 6 is, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you furious and why do you look despondent? If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire for is for you, but you must roll over it. And so right there, like Cain is comparing himself to his brother. Like right. he's looking at God and God is like, ooh, I like what he did. Mm-hmm. And Cain's like, what the, what? <laughs> like, What? <laughs> You like my brother over me? And I mean, mm-hmm. who out there can say that if you have a brother or a sister, you have not had so sibling rivalry, you have not looked at your brother right? and been like, mom no. loves you better, or you've been like, mom loves me better. I say that all the time. Never, never done it. Not not, uh, not familiar with that. <laughs> sarcasm. Totally sarcasm. <laughs> you can just ask my sister. <laughs> so there you go. So it sets it up. He is comparing himself to Abel. And this is like, this was the clincher for me because God says, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must roll over it. So when he has this comparison in his heart, he's looking at his brother and he's like, mm. mm-hmm. the next verse says, Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Mm. There's that sin. Yeah. So comparison opens the door yes. to so much more. Yes. Like we think it's innocent. We think it's, you know, we talked about this, the stiller of joy and all of that. But what it is, is it just like last week we talked about judgment and bitterness. Like it opens the door. It lets the devil get a foothold in your mind. And now mm. you've looked at that girl on social media and you've said, hey, her husband, you know, she's bragging about her husband. So he must be great. Oh, yeah. Their and marriage the must be great. Know, yeah. In your mind, when your husband comes home, you're like, well, you didn't even, like, kiss me when you came in. Or acknowledge you're me. You're so horrible. <laughs> like, and then you start attacking him mm-hmm. for what you saw or what right. you thought you saw. They may have been on a good day. She may have been making it up. <laughs> true. It's true. And so you allow that in. You allow for lack of better words, bitterness, you allow sin. You just open yeah. your, your heart so up. So what you're saying is, like, comparison is not sin, but it's a doorway to sin. Yes. Well, yes. Basically. I, I mean, think so. Because like, comparison, we talked about it. Like, it, it steals your contentment, steals your joy. It, um, there was another one, and I just lost it. Oh, envy. <laughs> yes, it makes it us envious. It steals your joy, your contentment. It makes you envy people, like, it does. It opens you completely up to sin. Yeah. It just, it puts your heart in a, in a place of, um, to where, yeah, to sinfulness. It makes me think of like a microscope, like, you know, and the little things. I'm a science major and I can't even tell you, like the little, and they just are spreading and yeah. like germs. It's just like multiplying. Oh, multiplying? Yeah. Like I could just. That's such a good analogy. That's what I think of. Like, that's what I think of. <laughs> right. Once that one little comparison, that one little thought, it's like the devil's it like, ha Well, I want to okay, balance go. off of that. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to take us back a little bit further in oh. Genesis. We're going all the way back before Cain and Abel were even born. 
all the way to Adam and Eve. So yeah, my, one of my first places that I went when I was thinking about comparison was Genesis, and I thought of Cain and Abel too, but we've been studying um, creation and the you know the Genesis 1, 2, and 3. And so I recently was reading about uh, the first sin, right? The fall of man in the garden. But I just want to read it to you guys because I want to see if you can catch it in there. Now the serpent, and I'm sorry, this is Genesis 3, starting at 1. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the ser- serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit and the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. No, you will surely not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at and that it was desirable for attaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So did you catch it? The little seed of comparison that the uh, that Satan put in there. He was telling her that he knows that when you eat it, you will be like God. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> but so basically he's like saying, God's holding out on you, right? Mm-hmm. You wanna be more? You wanna be like oh. God? You wanna you wanna be more like so, him? Just so reach subtle. out. So yeah, subtle. just so subtle, right? Mm-hmm. And so and I think and that's part of it. I think there's more to that story, too. But I think more of the, what the enemy was doing there is he was saying, hey, God's holding out on you. He's playing off of that. It, the, it's, right. It's like we just said, the social media highlight. Like, you look at somebody's good. Right. And you're like, well, I want to be that good. Right. Well, and, and you're like thinking, well, there's more good. Yeah. God's holding out on me. Like, I can yeah. be more like God. And so what does she do? You know, she sees herself and she sees God. She's like, yeah, Let's do it. Let's how do it. can this be bad? I'll be more like exactly. God, right? And so that's part of the, you know, the whole process of her. Uh, He's a tricky guy, that's it. He is. Him. But I mean, and that's the <laughs> thing, though. Like, he'll just twist something oh. a little bit. We t- I mean, we talked about this last week. He ain't coming for you with, you know, huge, outrageous sin. He's creeping in yeah. little by little, small little bites, yeah. one little thing at a time. And comparison, it's like a gateway drug. Like oh, it's like yeah. it's it's the opening that opens yourself up and then the floodgates just get torn down because yeah. you don't realize that it's so small that one comparison in your head you're flipping through and you're like, oh, I really wish my hair was as shiny as hers. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, you'll go look in the mirror and you're like you're feeling really down about yeah. yourself. And yeah. you're talking down to this creation, this creation you said creation. God mm-hmm. created this. That God, God declared good. good. Yes. And it doesn't matter if her hair's shinier than yours. God had a reason for putting that head on your hair. Your hair. <laughs> <laughs> your hair on your head. Yes. Whatever it may be. Because trust me. Well, no, I like my hair. But there's some other parts of my creation that I'm like, God, when I get up there, we'll have a talk. No. <laughs> but so... Okay, so to bounce off of that, I want to go back because that is so, so good. So, you know, I said, God told him, sin is coming for you. You have to rule over it. Mm. So that brought to mind, and this isn't necessarily a comparison spot, but it just really took me to a place that I was like, oh. So fast forward a few thousand years to Christ in the garden (laughs) and 
he is praying and he goes out and his disciples are asleep. He told them, stay awake and pray with me. And he said, you couldn't stay awake with me for one hour. Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that, I mean, every time I read it, I'm like, oh, because yeah. that is our life story mm, yeah you you once you find jesus your spirit is like yes you've got the holy spirit you're in it you're like yes mm, mm-hmm. but your flesh is like no hold on we gotta go back here <laughs> we like it back here right Let's keep doing this. this doesn't feel too good like this isn't it's just it's easier not fun. yeah it's, it's not fun boring sometimes and they hard sometimes it's hard yeah it's so hard for sure and so those two like God telling him in the beginning and Jesus telling his disciples, like, temptation's there. Oh, yeah. And you are you want to do it. Right. You have to be Lord over it. You have to be Lord over your sinful nature. Right. And I don't know, for me, in that moment, like, thinking of that, and it was like, aha, aha, aha. But also, because I like to put it all out there, talked about judgment last week. This one's the same one. It was eating me up inside. I'm like, okay, God, okay, God, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I have totally been doing this. Mm. I have totally been comparing myself and being like, well, I did that better. And I, if I was still there, I'd do that. And if I had this, I would, you know. Oh, ugh, yeah. yeah. And it had opened up myself to a whole lot of ickiness. Yeah. It's very icky. I texted her and said, I've been so icky. Why don't you tell me? That is called the conviction of the Holy oh, Spirit. Yes. And it doesn't always feel good. Oh. Well, but it's good but it's yeah. a good thing. It's when he does reveal something like that, on the one hand you feel icky, but mm-hmm. on the other hand you're like, Oof, I'm glad that's that's out in the open now. Yeah. You know, once that's it's exposed it and once it's out there and you give it to God, it's really like just yeah. taking a weight off of your shoulders Literally, that you didn't even know you were carrying. Like the prayer that I journaled was, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even have anything else to say. What else can I say? I, it's so obvious what I did. Like, it's not even small. Right. And I was just chugging along in it just like let's go and totally unaware justify totally unaware yeah that people were treating me bad in this whole thing and it it doesn't really matter how they treated me and that they hurt my feelings and my feelings were wrapped up in it by the way that's another thing that'll get you get you all messed emotions but (laughs) i didn't stop the train from moving Mm. One comparison led to another comparison right. led to a lot of ugliness and runaway train going yes. on there, right? Told you, it's like a gateway drug. You open it up, but thank going to come in. Thank goodness, mm-hmm. thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. Yes, because right, the Holy Spirit comes in and He'll stop that runaway train yes. really quick. He's like, but I, "Hello there." I totally want to say this right now because I think it's important, and this is a lot of why we do this podcast. Is if you're not actively with God, like if you're not actively seeking him and moving with him, it gets harder and harder to hear that. Oh, so I just, sure. I want, I want yes. to be transparent there in researching this. I, I had no idea that this was going to open my eyes to that, but that's what reading the word is for me. That's what mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. is for me. Like that's what worship music does to me sometimes. Like I hear it and I'm like, God's like, Hey, and smacking me on the head. But I just, I want to make that so clear. Like, that's why we want to talk and have these conversations. That's why we want to take it to scripture. That's why we want to push you guys into a deeper 
relationship with him. Not that we're capable of that, but just that's why it's so important for us to get this to you. Mm-hmm. Because you can live believing and loving him, but still kind of separate and not feeling those feels all the time. Because right. we did, I did. Well, you can, yeah, you can believe in Jesus and you can call yourself a Christian and you cannot walk with him daily yeah. and you cannot know him. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And, um, I've heard someone say that, you know, my greatest fear isn't death. My greatest fear is that when I die and I meet God almighty, that he says, I don't know you. Mm. And, and here's, and that's the thing. Like I know mm. personally, I've been in a place in my life where I knew that I was calling myself a Christian and that I said I believed in Christ and that um, I said I was following him, but truthfully, and I knew this in my heart of hearts, that my heart and my life was not evident of that. It wasn't It wasn't right and it wasn't true. And I, I yeah. do believe it was the Holy Spirit convicting me of that and like to, to um, push in more and to like fully follow him and devote my life to him and stop you know, put just dipping my toes in the waters, right. you know, like not one foot on one side. Whatever. Exactly. Straddle, yeah, kid, exactly. Around the fence. You got one foot on one side, one foot on the other. And, like, and we taught, I mean, we said like your, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Like you, a big part of you is going to want to continue what you're doing. Oh because yeah. It, Usually, and it's a lot easier. Good. It's a lot easier nice. to continue in yeah. this. And so I want to talk about um, something that we can get caught up as believers, and that's comparison among believers. Mm. And there's a lot of different ways we can look at this. Huh? I said, what? We don't do that. We don't do that. (laughs) I do. You've ever stepped foot inside a church building, you have done that. Well, and I think um, there's lots of different ways that we can do this. And one that comes to mind is when I was still, I wouldn't call myself a young Christian, but I was, it was when I was like returning to Christ and really wanting to follow him truthfully and wholeheartedly. And I, you know, I was, God was gracious enough to surround me with some wonderful women at that time. But you find yourself unknowingly comparing yourself with these women and the way they speak and the way they act and the way they talk and the way they look and I, I I just remember feeling like God I am ne- I just can't measure up I'm why am I I'm trying and I want to be like this woman and I want to be godly like her and I'm like I just can't do it it was so hard it's making a podcast I know the word but no you're right and I think so I think that's something to keep in mind that God's not always going to use like it it doesn't always look like sin. Because oh, that yeah. probably didn't necessarily feel, because that opens up something else that's that's awful that I realize that I'm totally guilty of, is it makes you strive. Like, you feel like, oh, yeah. okay, now I've got to put all this pressure on myself right. to read my Bible every day and pray and do, and so like, do all the that things. So that is works-based, yes. works-based gospel mm-hmm. or faith, which is where you're working to, to earn, earn your yeah. salvation. You've got to do all the right things and check all the things off of the list. And for me, it was like I needed to look yeah. and act and speak a certain way. I'll tell you the truth right here, right now. Like, if I'm not feeling it, I don't read. I don't. Because right. I don't want to I don't want to sit down and read out of obligation or because it just, it's, I'm going to fall behind in my reading plan if I don't do it right. today. Like, I'm trying to make it through the Bible in a year and I'm 
couple days behind right now, I'm not going to lie. It's all right. And I have to play catch up sometimes, but I have to be in a headspace where I'm open to it because if I'm doing it because I want to do it in a year, right? then that's the wrong attitude yeah. and outlook. Mm-hmm. And that's not the reason I want to do it. I want to make it through the entire Bible. That is my goal. Yes. And whether it happens in a year, I just need deadlines because otherwise... I will procrastinate, and it will take me till 2045 to read the entire Bible. <laughs> and I want to be here, though. Like, right. I want to get you through You know, it took me enough. a year and a half, but I did okay, it. We, okay. get, we made it to the finish line. And that's, you're kind of one of those people that, like, makes you feel like, okay, if I don't. But it's, <laughs> I still have to have something to try to, sh- I just almost said strive for. I've got to, to work towards. To kind of work towards Like, otherwise. goals is okay, right? Yeah. And, and having, working towards those goals. And, and there's a verse where it says where we should work out our salvation. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an active process, right? Yes. It's not like, it's not passive, right? Our our faith journey is not passive. Yes. We don't just sit back and receive. We are walking receive. out our sanctification. Right, Big exactly. There, it does you're... take effort in the sense that we have to be disciplined and, mm-hmm. and we have to invest in this relationship with Christ and with God. And, um, and that does that does mean reading the word and being in prayer, but we don't do those things out of obligation or striving or just checking off the box. And it's going to happen more organically and naturally. And I promise you, like once you start and maybe in the beginning, you kind of have to make yourself and maybe you have to do it it when you're not really feeling it. But I'm telling you, like, this isn't just something that you have to want. God wants it too. So he's going right. to ignite that fire in you. And he's going to give you that push and that drive. It's the same thing with, you know, changing yourself and looking out for your sin. It becomes more and more second nature. The Holy Spirit works in you more and more and more. But what I was saying before is like, it doesn't do it. He doesn't, he, he's not going to do it all by himself. Like, oh, no. There is... We have to be a willing participant right, right. in this relationship. We have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's that's our goal here is we we our hearts break for people when we look around and we feel like they are just sitting on this amazing relationship, this life changing God, right? You know, kind of like it's so much better. So, what it reminds me of just what you're trying to portray is like someone getting the biggest, most amazing trophy (laughs) and just sitting it on a shelf, right? But I don't know, maybe trophy is not the best thing, but like just getting something amazing, this awesome and amazing gift, and just putting it on a shelf, putting it in the closet, or putting it in a closet. But I mean, like, it's never being used, and it's not just that, but it's not something you treasure, it's just something you can say, I have this, right? Look what I have, look what I, this is. And maybe that's not the best analogy, but I can't, I'm I'm like (laughs) racking my brain to think of another something that you would have. But like maybe it's point, like a coat. But point being is like yeah, something that you don't actually put on. You don't, yeah, maybe you don't it's use like it. this big. It could keep you warm. It could help you out. It could be something that you use. Right. And that's that's what your relationship. I, I don't want to use is kind not of not the right word, way but to. It's, it but it is so useful. <laughs> well, I, I think what you're trying to say is that. Um, something where we've we've been in the past we know from Mm -hmm. experience we're not just saying we see other people with this but it is something that we have experienced and we've also heard other women say that they struggle with too it is just where um you know we're believers but 
and we maybe we go to church, maybe we read our Bible occasionally, but that's about as far as it goes. There's still something missing. Yeah, that there's something missing. And you look at, I want to tell you, if you've ever looked at somebody else, maybe in your church or in your Bible study group or just maybe on the street, mm. and you're like, they have something. Yes. And I want that. Oh, you know what? I've said those exact words. Same. I have said they've got they've got I'm missing out I don't on something. Says it about me, but <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> You'd be surprised. But no, yeah, I have said those exact words. And looking at other believers, it's like, what do they have that I don't? Yeah. They um, they have something a true, more deeply rooted, wonderfully, wildly, amazing relationship with God. That's what they have. Right. Yeah, they have they have gotten to know Him. I mean, it's like being married. You're not gonna not ever talk to them. You're not gonna like walk down the aisle kiss okay love you bye i'm gonna go back to my parents house right have a nice life put your husband on a shelf (laughs) (laughs) that's my husband we're married he just sits up there (laughs) (laughs) okay so comparison went way deeper than well and yeah but i I just like wanted to to touch on just one more area that i feel like we compare at in the church too is when we're comparing each other's giftings Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think we I'm all struggle guilty about, of that ever, ever. <laughs> well, no. And it's <laughs> like, um, we can look at, you know, people who are gifted in worship and be like, man, I wish I had her voice. And that's, I mean, I would, she thinks that I do. I do. <laughs> I, do. I would love to have like this too. big, amazing I voice because I, I mean, love to sing, but it don't sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You I mean, don't I want to be a singer. But it don't sound like. But not just people. that, or like you get an amazing teacher up there, and they yeah. speak, and they speak so eloquently, and like they're very um, moving with their words mm-hmm. and convicting, and you're like, man, that is so good. Or, or a you you meet someone who with the kindest and most compassionate heart, who just everybody she meets, she just touches them in some way, and like just leaves. Like, so much goodness everywhere she goes. You know what I'm saying? It's like the hair on your head. God gave you the gift that he gave you. Yes. For but, why he gave Like, for but, reasons to come. Maybe yes. you haven't discovered why you have the gift that you have. Right. Well, and it also goes into a lot of people don't know what giftings they do have. Mm-hmm. That's yes. And we'll talk, I think or, we have yeah, an episode talk, to talk about that because, <clears throat> me, I struggle with that too. Uh, here she sits. I know. I get it. You know why? It's because she forces me. (laughs) I'm just joking. No, I don't. I want to bring it kind of back to, um, kind of comparison. And, and we talked, you and you were like, I can't find it like as an out and out sin. And I maybe did. I didn't say that, but okay. So Proverbs six, and I totally was like aha moment to this in, um, I'll link it below. Jess Conley's book, Dance, Dan, Run. I think I got those right. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Wild and Free and that are, like, just amazing books that girls, women, girls, women, girls should read. Okay, so 616. The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes. Some translations say Haughty eyes. Mm. And if you don't know what that means. Please enlighten us. You're looking down at other people. You're judging other Mm. people. You're Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. You're looking at them through your own eyes, basically. Not through God's lens, but your own Mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah. So there you go. Boom. 
It's the first one on the list. Mm-hmm. I can go on. A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. Whoa. See, but the funny part of that is, you know, as you continue reading that, I can see how haughty eyes opens opens the door for each and every one of those things. You know, with Cain and Abel. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with David and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. You know, David wanted her, so he arranged to have her husband killed. Mm-hmm. And so he could have her. Yeah. But it was, he saw he saw her and it wasn't his. He coveted thy neighbor's Those wife. Those eyes, man, they get you in trouble. <laughs> yes. And so he got what he wanted, but he also paid the sin for that price. Yeah. And so, or paid the price, the price for, the, for yeah. that sin. But yeah, how... Um, so Comparison or how having those haughty eyes, envying, coveting, how those things lead us into sin. Mm-hmm. But I think comparison opens, is the gateway to all of that. Yeah. Interesting. Totally. I mean, I'm telling you, I had to apologize for my eyes last night. Yeah. I had to tell God, I have had haughty eyes. I have had an arrogant heart towards things. Totally. And so application steps that I have, pray, 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 repent, 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 repent. And I, this is totally wisdom given from somebody else, but it made so much sense to me. When you compare, I think it's okay to just go to God and repent. I don't always think you have to go to the other person because I think sometimes you're, you're, no. You're kind of opening it up and right. making it go a little deeper. Like if I came to you and was like, I was comparing myself as a mother to you and saying that you were not that great and I was over and I want to say I'm sorry, that is only going to make you feel worse. Right. Um, I totally and I don't think that, that that'll that total... help anything, help that other person in any way. No, exactly. And we're here to lift people up, not put people down, right. which is what comparison can do. So... I think it's okay to just go straight to God and say, and I'm saying it and I'm speaking it so like forcefully because I did it last night and I'm going to have to do it again and again and again, probably tonight and in the next couple of days, because it's not something that just the door closes and it's over, but you're going to have to pray and you're going to have to say, God, change my eyes, change my heart. Help me not to compare. Help me not to look at other people. Give me contentment with where mm. I am, yeah. who I am, how you created me, whatever it was that you were comparing. My mothership, mother, mothership, <laughs> mothering skills. My, you know, my relationship with my husband, my car, my house, my clothes, whatever it is that you are comparing. Take it to him and 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 pray and ask for that, and then repent and turn away from it and Kara is on her phone so I know she's got more to add to that so I'll be quiet no you know we're just talking about how comparison leads us into discontentment where we're just not content with our lives and it just reminded me of a verse in Philippians 4 that we are all very well acquainted Mm -hmm. with but I you know I want to give it in context too excuse me um and it's Paul speaking and he's saying I don't say this out of need. This is, I'm sorry, 
uh, chapter 4, verse 11 in Philippians. I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find. I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through Him who strengthens me. Mm. And so it just speaks to that contentment that can come from our, our discontentment that can come from our comparisons. That's one of my most favorite misquoted verses. Yes. Yes. Like, but I mean, like, that it's misquoted. Like, it's one of the ones that I'm like, when people do it, I'm like, seriously. <laughs> not because not, you get it. Like, if right. you go back and you see, like, I've learned to be content in my circumstances. Right. I've learned to be okay with where I am. Well, and I think because a lot of people are in um, positions in life, like, maybe you're really struggling financially. And you're, re- I mean, you've been struggling for a long time financially and you're just looking at other people who are, you know, doing great. You know, they, they got those promotions and they got that savings account and, you know, it's just like, God, why not us? Mm. You know? And so that's one of those circumstances where you just, you feel discontented. You feel like God is not, that he's holding mm-hmm. out on you. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. God is holding out something good. You've been praying. You've been asking for help. Right. Or Where's maybe... The Where's the life from? You know, what? some women who are, struggle with infertility. Mm. Yes. And they see some women having babies, one after the other, no problem. Mm-hmm. And God, where's that child yeah. that I've been praying for? So I just feel like in this comparison, it can just lead us into such a dark place within our hearts and can lead to just so much discontentment in our lives. And so we just have to remember you know, where our strength comes from in those moments that are really hard to yeah. be in, in those circumstances. Well, God never promised it was going to be easy. Jesus oh, no. never promised it was going to be no, easy. No, he actually, he actually warned us. He had a thorn in his side. Yes. He had something continuously getting him. And I don't want you to settle in that, like, well, this is just my struggle and it's never going to get better. But kind of like she was saying, and I can speak to the financial thing because we've had this conversation and she even said, like, maybe God's keeping you here to teach you something. And I was like, wait, I said that? I told you she struggled (laughs) with her giftings. I had no idea. So much wisdom. Obviously, it's wisdom, right? Encouragement. (laughs) Gosh. Anyways. um, But I, I think those are the moments where you dig in. And you, like I said, you go to God and you're like, okay, this is a struggle for me mm-hmm. and I am not okay. It's okay right. to say you're not okay. Oh, yeah. That's, admitting yeah. is the first step. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of, earlier, that was the whole thing. Like when you open up to comparison, you're opening up a playground for the devil to just kind of take over. Mm-hmm. But also the same thing. If you can't admit it, if you can't be honest about it about what you're struggling with or about what you're comparison, com- comparison, comparing yourself to others in, then it's the same thing. He can he has a feeding frenzy in it. Oh, so if yeah. you're just struggling and you're letting it eat you up, then right. he's going to be right there in the middle well, of that. Well, and I think, like, you know, the enemy, you know, we talked about how he can come in and he, he kind of puts these little lies in your head, like, mm. you're never going to measure up. Yeah. You're never see that great yeah. Christian woman over there who's all perfect and shiny. You're never and gonna be adopt, that. It's not the same, right? It's not yours. You're never gonna be it's financially not, insecure. Yeah. You're never gonna. You're never gonna. So retire. he just creeps in and he leaves these little lies in his wake, and it just leaves. You're just left with this helplessness, right? Yeah. 
and, and, and so you feel helpless. But then you go back to what Philippians 4, is it 12? That says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's those are the circumstances. When you are in those really tough mm-hmm. and seemingly hopeless, though nothing is hopeless with God, yeah. circumstances, you know, you still have something to hold on to. That's why there's this storm. Yeah. God is here. No matter what I it is. I can take this on. Yeah. Not I. With his help. With right. God in me. Um, yeah. No, that's amazing perspective and amazing um, just thoughts and things. Because like I said, this one got me, so. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll be completely honest. It's something I still struggle with. Yeah. And it's one of those things that um, you maybe aren't aware of until you found yourself in this really bad place emotionally or thought-wise. And then you have to trace your way back to... Like, where did this come from? Yeah. And, you know, uh, like you were talking about social media and whatnot. I'm guilty of that. Turn it off. Right. That's what I keep having Unfollow. to take these breaks. Take them away. Like, if, if it makes you feel bad about yourself, if you are comparing yourself and putting yourself down, because I have said it and said it and said it, Wild and Free, I'm going to link them below, but Wild and Free was like the most just eye-opening, the words that they spoke that they put in that book that just spoke it over me was if you are speaking down about the creation, you are God's creation and you are good. And if you are speaking down to yourself, then you are telling God, he ain't got it. He don't know what he's doing. Well, you're calling God a liar. Exactly. Right. And you put that into perspective and it's kind of like, Oh yeah. I mean, I still have to remind myself when I'm like, you're overweight. And I'm Mm. like, Oh gosh, sorry, God. Sorry, God. Stop Sorry, throwing God. that at me, Amanda. You're making me feel no, <laughs> conviction I, I over want here. To these things because I think no, women you should, so for sure. badly, yes. desperately need to. Hear, I need to hear it. And so, yes, turn it off. Mm. Turn mm-hmm. it off. Move a move away. Not like literally move yourself, but maybe distance yourself. Maybe if distance you're, yourself yes, from if you're going to Bible study with a girl and she makes you feel like less than. Move away from it. Or if you're looking at somebody and you're elevating yourself, mm. girl, go talk to yourself in the mirror and talk mm-hmm. to God and have for sure talk a, to God one on one. Don't worry, God, He'll talk to you back. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll talk, talk to, to you me. back about that. If you're, if you're, I think that's my question. Open to it. Like, what? Where do you need? What do you need to say to God? Because oh, yeah. I feel like there's no way we're gonna end this episode and somebody's not gonna be like, oh God, excuse me. We need to talk. Yes. So maybe that's it. I am challenging everybody to search your heart and what what do you need to say to God? What do you need to tell him? Like I've been putting I've been saying this creation, your creation is less than or I've been puffing myself up in the right. most prideful, ugly Or I've found myself person. just in a really um with a really discontented heart mm-hmm. for where what you've given me, where you've placed me, how you made me. That, yeah, just being honest it. about that. Yes. And revealing, like, God, please reveal what the, where this came from. What am I comparing myself to? Or who am I comparing myself to? What do I need to change? What do I need to fix? Yeah. Yes, and amen. Yes. So, it's a good one. Yeah. I like it was really good. Yeah, it's really convicting. I'm hitting my knees after this, or well, once my kids go to sleep because there's no, no, I'm not doing that while they're around. Okay, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time.
We hope you enjoyed this episode today. Hope you got a lot out of it. Again, remember, we love having you here and we want you to keep coming back and we'd love for you to bring your friends along. So share this podcast wherever you listen to it. Share it. Share it on your social media. Like, subscribe. It really helps us out. You can comment, rate it, review it. Give us some kind words. We so appreciate that. And head on over to Instagram and Facebook. Find us there, Grit for Glory. Follow us for more extended content. And we will see you guys back here next week.